Welcome back, and you're listening to Sex Reimagined. Hey, Sex Reimagined. It's Madeline Kramer. And Alex Ederberg here. It's Tuesday, May 31st, 2022, and today we're going to be talking about birth control. What is it, and what does it do? So, as I'm sure you know, Alex, there are so many types of birth control. It can be super confusing to figure out what the best option is. That's for sure. There's so much misinformation around birth control. Beyond that, birth control is such a broad term. It includes so many different things. I agree. Let's get Lily on the show to help us break this down. Lily is a 16-year-old student at Western United High School. She's interested in starting birth control and is looking for some guidance. Hi, Lily. Welcome to Sex Reimagined. We're so excited to have you on the show and get your questions answered today. Welcome, Lily. Do you mind if we start by you telling us what you know about birth control? Thanks, Madeline and Alex. I'm so excited to be here. All of the kids at my school have been listening to you ever since your episode about pleasure and sex. I don't know much about birth control besides that it can be used to prevent pregnancy. I also know that different methods of birth control greatly vary in effectiveness. That's for sure. Each form of birth control has its pros and cons. Let's break them down, Madeline. Let's break it down. Birth control could be thought of as the umbrella term. Under that umbrella, there are all sorts of stuff. There are condoms, which work as contraceptives, as well as for protection against STIs. Condoms sound like a great option. Why aren't they everyone's go-to? Great question, Lily. Condoms are not always effective in preventing pregnancy. They can become punctured, broken down by some types of lube, or just not placed on the penis properly. But on the positive side, condoms are available at most grocery stores. If if your thing is having penetrated sex, condoms are great to use. That's right. They can even be combined with other forms of birth control. Wow, I didn't know that you could use two types of birth control at the same time. What do you even mean by that? Well... People with uteruses can also use a form of hormonal birth control. That includes the pill, implant, and IUD. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. What do hormones have to do with contraception? Great question, Lily. We'll get more into how hormones and birth control work later, but basically, the hormones prevent ovulation. Ovulation is when an egg is released from the ovary. By stopping this, sperm are prevented from reaching the egg, therefore preventing pregnancy. That's a great description, Alex, but we cannot forget about the many other things that hormonal birth control can be used for. Birth control can be used for other things other than contraception? So many other things, Lily. Hormonal birth control can be used to regulate periods, relieve cramps, and even clear up acne. Beyond that, it has many more niche functions. For instance, for many people with low iron levels, it can help increase the levels of iron. That's true, Alex, but sometimes when it's used to regulate periods or increase iron, it hides an underlying issue. The symptoms are addressed rather than the root cause. That's right, and that points out a common pattern in women's medicine. Women's pain levels are not taken seriously and it leads to less holistic health care. In addition, there's just less research on women's health in general. Yikes, you really aren't selling this whole birth control thing. I know. There are some shocking downsides, but birth control is an incredible thing. It has led to great advancements in women's rights. It made it possible for women to separate sexuality and childbearing. Between 1970 and 1990, birth control increased the number of women in skilled careers by 30%. Wow, I had no idea. That's pretty incredible. I didn't realize that birth control had such a history to it. Now, can we get to the nitty-gritty of it? I came here to find out what birth control is best for me. (laughs) Ah, that's right. Let's rein it back in. Please, let's start by talking about the pill. There are two main types of birth control pill. One just contains the hormone progestin, while the other contains a combination of different hormones, including estrogen. Yeah, and many people actually prefer the combination pill because it can be used to regulate periods and relieve cramps, as mentioned above. Oh wow, the combined pill actually sounds like a good option for me. How effective is it as a contraceptive? Well, when it's taken as prescribed, it's more than 99% effective. Awesome, that sounds pretty effective. But what do you mean by taken as prescribed? 
That means that you're taking it at actually the exact same time every single day. Hmm. I don't think that would work very well for me. I have a different schedule by the day, and sometimes I'm pretty forgetful. Well, do not fret. There are plenty of other options. Yeah, exactly. It's all about figuring out what works best for you. Maybe the arm implant or IUD would be a good option for you since you don't have to remember to take it at a certain time. They both actually last for years. Years? And you don't even have to do anything? Sign me up. Well, not so fast. Let's give you the details first. Shall we start with the implant? Let's. All right, quick breakdown. The arm implant is four centimeters long and two millimeters thick. It's about the size of a matchstick. Actually, I have one. Madeline, do you want to feel it? I would love to. Whoa, it's crazy to think that that tiny little stick in your arm prevents you from getting pregnant. I know, right? And it lasts for up to five years. The continuation rate is 80%, which is high for birth control. It indicates that people are actually pretty satisfied with it. Huh, this sounds like a good option. How much do the side effects differ from the birth control pill? The side effects are pretty similar. Headaches, mood changes, period fluctuation, and breast tenderness are common. Okay, so what I'm hearing is it has similar side effects, but I don't have to take it every night? Exactly. But the thought of it getting placed in my arm does make me a little bit squeamish. Are there any other options? Yes, maybe the inner uterine device, more commonly known as the IUD, is a good option for you. Uh, how does that differ from the implant? Well... First and foremost, it's placed in your uterus. It's a small T-shaped device that lasts up to seven years. The insertion is typically pretty painful and severe cramping can occur. That's very true, but the insertion does only last a few minutes. It's also important to note that there are two types, hormonal and copper. Copper? What does that do? The copper IUD releases copper ions, and that makes the uterus inhospitable to sperm. In other words, it's like a sperm repellent, constantly working against pregnancy. Pretty cool, right? Wow, that is pretty cool. But are there any downsides? Um, unfortunately, the side effects are a bit more gnarly than hormonal birth control. It can cause heavier and longer periods with more cramping, so it's not a good option for people who already experience long or painful periods. However, it does last for up to 10 years. Now, no matter long how long you have it, it will not affect your fertility. Gotcha. Well, I do have pretty heavy periods, so it sounds like the hormonal IUD would be a better option for me. What are the side effects? The side effects are similar to that of the pill, but they are actually lesser. This is because the hormones in the IUD are localized to the reproductive organs. This is compared to the pill, where they have to travel throughout the body. Well, that sounds good. I'll talk to my doctor about the hormonal IUD, if it sounds like a great fit for me. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to break this down for me. Of course! what we do. Madeline, how about a quick recap? Great idea, Alex. There are a lot of options when it comes to birth control. The hormonal options include the pill, implant, and hormonal IUD. Non-hormonal options include the copper IUD and, of course, condoms. Yes, we cannot forget condoms. Now that we've given a broad overview of the different types of contraception, let's talk hormones. Relevant for the teen crowd. Well, relevant for all of us. Hormones control everything from growth to metabolism to mood, to sexual function, to sleep. Wow, hormones dictate our life. They sure do. And as it relates to birth control, most of the hormone receptors in our body are in the brain. So you can imagine that by adding synthetic hormones to our body by way of birth control, a lot more happens than just pregnancy prevention. Yeah, I can imagine. But what exactly are hormone receptors? You could think of them like keyholes. The hormones are the key and they go floating around the brain looking for the door they can unlock. When they reach the receptor or keyhole, it causes varying effects that include things such as change in mood, appetite, and sex drive. Wow, okay, that makes sense. To delve more into it, we have Dr. Weasel on the show. Dr. Weasel is a research psychologist and a professor with expertise in women's health and sexual psychology. Welcome to Sex Reimagined, Dr. Weasel. Thanks for joining us today. 
Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So, Dr. Weasel, we just finished discussing the different forms of birth control. That's awesome. There are so many different types, and it can be really confusing at first. My specialty is the effects of hormonal birth control on the brain. What an interesting topic. I've heard that birth control can affect mood and appetite. What else does it do? It actually changes everything. Who you're attracted to, your response to stressful situations, and even many aspects of your personality. Hold on. Did you just say birth control changes who you're attracted to? That's correct. When taking hormonal birth control, heterosexual women find themselves more attracted to feminine men. After going off of birth control, this preference then swings towards more masculine men. Women taking hormonal contraceptives are also much more likely to choose men as partners. What? How does that even happen? Well, to explain that, first let's talk about how the pill affects hormones. For a woman not taking birth control, their hormones naturally cycle. Near ovulation, when fertility is high and estrogen is dominant, women tend to seek out more masculine men. This includes looking for socially dominant, confident men with deeper voices. Ooh la la. Well, how does the pill change these naturally fluctuating hormones? Well, the pill stops women from ovulating. So this means that they are kept at a state of low estrogen, decreasing the amount of emphasis that women put on that type of trait. Women off the pill are more likely to place an emphasis on things like earning capacity and intelligence in a partner. Huh, that's crazy. Really crazy. I always think of birth control as dropping a bomb on a house to blow out a candle. It does a lot more than just prevent pregnancy. It really does transform everything. So Dr. Weasel, earlier you talked about birth control affecting your stress response. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, please elaborate. This part is quite interesting. This finding was actually accidentally stumbled upon in a study that just looked at the stress response in general. So let's start with the basics. Let's. So there's a hormone in the body called cortisol, and this is used to cope with stressful situations. When women are on the pill and they get stressed, cortisol is not released. Wait, what? Why? Well, we need to do more research to figure out why, but the stress response seen in people taking birth control is typically only seen in people with PTSD or childhood trauma. That is legitimately shocking. Wow, yeah, that really is. And it's very upsetting that this was only discovered on accident. So birth control has many unknown effects and is horribly understudied. That is so upsetting. So far, what I'm hearing is it changes who you're attracted to and it alters your stress response. The side effects of birth control are really all over the place. Yeah, and there's even some recent research suggesting that taking birth control during puberty alters brain development. It also changes the way that memories are formed and emotions are processed. Wow, is that a bad thing? Well, we don't really know yet. One other thing I should mention is that hormonal birth control also changes what parts of the brain are activated and by how much to different types of stimulus. Wow, you weren't kidding when you said birth control changes everything. Yeah, and this is likely just the tip of the iceberg. A lot more research is needed. Wow, all that, differing attractions, stress response, brain development, and brain function, and it's just the tip of the iceberg. Jeez. Jeez is right. Dr. Weasel, this was so informative. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. And I want to remind you all that a lot of times these side effects of birth control are not as negative as an unwanted pregnancy. The goal of this is not to worry people about taking or starting birth control. It's just to provide them with the information necessary to make an informed decision about their birth control. Exactly that. I had wish I had known even a fraction of this when I started taking birth control as a 17 year old. Me too. Hey, Alex, is it what time I think it is? That's right, Madeline. It's time for Mythbusters. The best part of the day. Let's debunk. Let's. All right. First up, we have Jill calling in from Florida. Hi, Jill. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Hi, Madeline and Alex. I'm so excited to be here. I have a really important question I've been trying to get answered. 
Well, ask away. I heard that if I'm on birth control, I don't need to use a condom. Is that true? Well, that depends on what you're using a condom for. Birth control is effective for preventing pregnancy, so a condom is not needed for that purpose. However, hormonal birth control does not prevent STIs. If you're having sex with multiple partners, or if you and your regular partner have not been tested, use a condom. When in doubt, use two forms, a condom and birth control. Yeah, that's really great advice, Madeline. The rule of thumb is when in doubt, wear a condom. That's right. As my soccer coach used to tell me, wrap it before you tap it. Thanks, Madam and Alex. That answers it. I'll be sure to always use a condom unless I'm only have se- only having sex with one partner. I'm sure they're only having sex with me and we have both been tested and we are using another effective measure to prevent pregnancy. Awesome, Jill. That's the attitude. Thanks for joining us today, Jill. Have a great rest of your day. Okay, Alex. Who's up next? We now have George from Nebraska. Hi, George. Welcome to the show. I just have a quick question. Well, George, there's no question too short or too long for Madeline and Alex. Okay, my girlfriend's on the birth control pill, but she often forgets to take it. I'm worried about what would happen if she accidentally became pregnant. George, that's a really great thing to consider. I'm glad you're aware that not consistently taking the pill makes it less effective. Ultimately, you are responsible for your own fertility. You can properly use a condom as a second barrier of defense. It should not be only your girlfriend's responsibility to avoid pregnancy. It takes two to tango, and it takes two to make a baby. That makes sense. I'm not ready to be a dad, so I'll be sure to consistently and properly use a condom. Awesome, George. That's very responsible of you. Very responsible. Safe, responsible sex is the best sex. Indeed it is. Thanks so much for joining us today, George. It's been a pleasure. A pleasure indeed. Thanks for having me. Well, Alex, I think that's all we have time for today. Another great episode in the books. Thank you all for listening to Sex Reimagined. Catch you next week. Bye.